Well, I don't think that we should be together. And I've thought about it a lot, and this is what's gonna happen. Okay, I'm gonna keep pursuing what I'm pursuing. And because I'm doing that, it's gonna take up more and more of my time, and I'm not gonna be able to spend as much time with you. And even when I do spend time with you, I'm gonna be thinking about drumming. And I'm gonna be thinking about jazz music and my charts and all that, and because of that, you're gonna start to resent me. And you're gonna tell me to ease up on the drumming, spend more time with you because you're not feeling important. And I'm not gonna be able to do that. And really, I'm just gonna start to resent you for even asking me to stop drumming. And we're just gonna start to hate each other. And it's gonna get very, it's gonna be ugly. And so for those reasons, I'd rather just, you know, break it off clean. Because I wanna be great. And you're not. I wanna be one of the greats. And I would stop you from doing that. You know I would stop you from doing that. You know that for a fact. Yes. And I'd barely see you anyway. Yeah. And when I did see you, you'd treat me like shit because I'm just some girl who doesn't know what she wants and you have a path and you're going to be great and I'm going to be forgotten and therefore you won't be able to give me the time of day because you have bigger things to pursue. That's exactly my point. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're right, we should not be dating. Alright, so check it out. We running fours, right? Yeah. I inbounds the ball. I got I got the post in the in the high post, right? Uh-huh. And we basically we're, we're running some kind of modified flex offense. Okay. So, you know, I pass and I go I go cut opposite. I come all the way around the baseline while he's posting up. I end up at the top of the key. Mm-hmm. Butt naked wide ass open. Again? Again. Uh-huh. Hit me with the pass. Yeah. Pull up. Uh-huh. You know when it's not going in <laughs> and you got you got to say short. <laughs> <laughs> Short, <laughs> short to the right a little bit. I'm not even gonna blame it on you. I'm blaming on the passer though, because the passer, the you got to get, you gotta you gotta get, gotta get, in, the get in the right spot. Dog. And I realized that because the next time I was butt naked, wide ass open, wet. Oh, okay. The next time I was butt naked, wide ass open, wet. Okay. So you get the rhythm time, going. I got my rhythm after that, but I, it has to be a solid pass. Yeah, it was a solid pass. I bust like. Quick three of them in a row. It's funny because even when I like hoop, when I get my son and we be hooping, like we play a pickup game with some dudes, and like most of the shots I would like most of the passes I would get to him because he's left handed. If I pass it to him in an awkward way, his, it was gonna be trash. Like, oh yeah. he was finna brick. Yeah, like, you, he not so much air ball, but he definitely finna brick. Especially you, when you left handed, you gotta catch exactly. it a certain way. Exactly, and that's when I learned. I'm like, man, you if you don't if you don't put it right there where it's supposed to be, then the shot's gonna be trash. Even some of the best shooters struggle at pulling up with that shit. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad you're still getting out there trying to get your workout on, bro. I'm trying to. Yeah, man. It's going, you know, everybody likes you bigger, apparently. I'm, I'm, I'm good in a big size, apparently. I don't understand that shit. I don't know. I, that, that had me confused for about six hours. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. It's all airball J. <laughs> deep in the post, Welly F. Golly. How you doing, good sir? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh. Yeah, how did you feel about last week's episode? Uh, 
I thought we talked a lot about sports last week. We did talk a lot about sports last week. We talked about sports and plastic straws. Yeah. That's literally all I remember. Yeah. yeah. I like the episode. With, you know, we got mixed reviews from it, you know. Yeah, we, but we gave him something. We gave him something. We're trying to come back and be consistent. Yeah. And, and, not, and, and not do these air balls. Bruh, these air balls ain't going to work yet. I hope I don't see it with my own eyes. Nah, nah. I'm, I'm going to be too official by the time you see it. All right, well, I'm waiting you to call me out there, man. I will make that drive out there to help you out. Because I know you be playing mostly Asians, right? No. They be niggas out there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Them Asians be running, though. Nah, I, actually, I haven't seen one yet. I thought there's a lot of Asians in your area that be hooping. Yeah, but I... I haven't seen them. I you know what them. it is? I, but it depends on what time they go. Yeah, and, and it's funny because school just, school is about to start back up. So a lot of them probably, you know, didn't, went back to, you know, Baylor and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Texas and Texas and him and UT. But no, no, let's get serious, man. This is a, real, this is a serious episode. <laughs> Focus. D- Focus. Okay. That is the primary topic of this episode. Okay. You probably hear the intro and you think to yourself, okay. That's the movie Whiplash, you know. It was a real intense movie. It was real big for J.K. Simmons. I want to say he won an Oscar off that movie. Because uh, that motherfucker was ferocious in that movie. Uh, how he treated that dude to get him to become the best that he can be. Um, <clears throat> that part in the movie right there was super important to me. Because I really feel like. You hear people day to day always talk about be real with me, be real with me, be real with me. And I felt like in that moment, it really didn't get any realer than that. Like, how can you really knock a person for wanting to focus on their dreams? It ain't even necessarily themselves, because if you watch that movie, you'll notice that it never really was about him becoming the best drummer ever. It was about him just wanting to be the best and to prove he can be the best. So he was really proving something to himself because he was getting pushed so hard. Yeah. So when he made that one sacrifice to me, I felt like, man, it's that's a big deal when you're talking about focusing on your dreams and actually, you know, willing to sacrifice something that you really wanted. I mean, it's not like he treated that girl like shit throughout the movie. I mean, it was a real relationship, but I mean, people he, just, it came down to him needing to make a choice, and he made the choice, and he explained to her thoroughly. Why he made that choice. Yeah, yeah. And, and she hated it, but, I mean, don't you got to respect that, though? You don't have to respect it. You don't have to respect it. I've learned that. I've learned that the hard way. Like, I think that's an actual a trait. People just feel the need to admire things that, it's, if it's something they can't do, then they have the sense to admire it. They show that admiration for it. Um, if it's something they can't do, a lot of times they just get confused. Yeah, and it kind of frustrates them. So it's it's hard for them to respect something that's confusing to them. Because if they can't understand it, how can they really respect it? And especially Maybe, if it's something that they don't do, then they don't understand the passion that you put into it, the passion that it takes. Like exactly, you know, people say, "Well, you, well, why 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 does it take you three hours to record a podcast when you y'all you only put out an hour's worth of material?" It's like I, we just don't sit down here and press record. Like yeah, there's some true. thought that goes into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you could tell the episodes that do have thought that go into them because they're not necessarily all over the place. Um, but shit, I mean, just thinking about respect, I mean, there are a lot of things out there that people do. For instance, somebody that, you know, stands up for gay rights. You know, uh, a person in my mindset would be like, damn, like, if we were in a third world country where motherfuckers was getting their heads chopped off for that type of stuff, then when you talk about respect in that aspect, I'm like, okay, 
Well, I definitely respect that because he's putting his life on the line. Um, and other people probably would agree with me in, in that in that um, in that mindset. I mean, even if you do it in America, I still respect you because you you're as a homosexual, you're still in the minority group. But there are a lot of people on the other side that look at it like, well, I mean, out here you're protected, you're privileged, you're treated like this and that when you're gay. So I really don't respect it when you when you get up and do that. So although you're doing something that's admirable, doesn't really mean that anybody has to necessarily respect it. I mean, they'll put that twist on all type of things that you do in order to make you feel like what you're doing is wrong. I mean, but does it have? Does it even have to be something admirable for you to that you need to be doing to get that respect? Like, can't you just be standing up for yourself and and get that respect? Like, not letting people walk over you and and get that respect. I mean, or de- or at least demand that respect. I mean, I guess when I'm thinking of the, when I'm saying admirable, it's I mean, honestly, it's just shit that it's some stand up shit. It's stuff. It's stuff that your typical person wouldn't do. Like when you think about the nice guy that you don't like to be called. Um, a nice guy tends to do admirable things. Um, the nice guy will open up a door for a lady. A nice guy will, you know, speak respectably, won't call them bitches and hoes. The nice guy, you know, will make sure they make it home safe and stuff like that. Um, those are admirable things. Women have to respect those things, right? Or they regret it later when they kick that guy to the curb. Like like that post I sent you earlier, <laughs> yeah. you know, she said she had the nice guy, he took care of her, did this and this and this, but he was too nice. And that's crazy how you could do that. To me, that's basically saying he was too respectable. He respected what me too much. I, I, I need it. And we've talked about this, that, that I need to get in our personal experiences, women desire some man with a little edge that's, that they're not just going to be able to walk over. A little edge? Over. Just a little edge. Oh, huh, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, that, but defining that little is like a little edge is him saying, hey, woman, you know, this is what it's going to be. And then there's a lot of edge where he's putting his hands on you. Yeah, because because there's there's different levels to controlling, too. That's I, I recently discovered that it's a, a definite pet peeve of mine. Um, yes, I can find a person being upfront with their emotions and upfront with the things they believe in. I find those things respectable, but. When you feel like I have to do those things too, and you try to manipulate me into doing those things, I don't respect that, and that becomes a, that's a pet peeve. But once again, somebody might look at that and be like, "Man, you know, um, thumbs up to that girl. Kudos to that girl for standing up for herself and and trying to and trying to wear the pants or wearing the pants." And I'm like, "That shit ain't necessary." No, <laughs> that's not necessary. And using somebody's emotions against them. It's not necessary. People, if they're if they're being vulnerable and they're trying to be open with you, hey, you know that hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Don't use that against them. Try to understand what they're trying to say because if they're if they took like if they cared enough and was vulnerable enough to say, hey, that hurt my feelings, and you turn around and use that against them, it's like, well, if it hurt your feelings, you should have addressed it earlier, or you know, you shouldn't let it get to that point. It's like, messed up. How are you going to turn and, and use my feelings against me? Like, here I am openly coming to you and expressing how I feel, and you turn around and use that against you. And that just makes people more closed off. Yeah, definitely. Uh, why am I going to tell you my feelings if you're going to weaponize them against me? Ooh, that's one of the worst things you could do to a person. What, what is the purpose? Yeah, that's fucked up. I don't respect that. That's, that's like Cole said. If, if they don't know your dreams, they can't shoot them down. It's like, if I don't tell you nothing more than the need to know, then you can't use it against me. I, I, I think that's why some people are a lot more secretive than others because I think that more than likely 
people feel like, hey, I can't. I've been in a situation before where I was open book, and then in turn, that shit was just used against me. And see me, I kind of, I kind of, I used to be a real closed book. Now I'm like, you know, a couple of my pages are cracked open, and you can probably read a summary. But for the, the, the most, the synapses is there. Yeah, it's there, you know. But for the most part, I mean, I've learned from my mistakes. There are certain things I won't tell people because. Before I tell them, I need the real. I need to check and see if they have the same characteristics of the last person I told that took advantage of them. You know, it's just that it's that simple. And and for me, honestly, the the more and more I deal with people, it's more along the lines of like once they show me a few red flags, then I, there are certain things I stop doing. Exactly. Because you gotta you gotta realize you gotta check yourself because man, red flags are a motherfucker, man. Like. <laughs> You, Bro, when you put your when you put your hand to the hole, that stove is like, all right, shit, it's hot. Yeah. Then it's like, let me check and see. All right, it's still hot. All right, let me check and see. It's still hot. Okay, I'm still getting burnt. I'm just going to leave this alone because yeah. I keep getting burnt. Yeah. So Definitely. I'm not going to expose myself to this hot area over here. I know that when I say this, you don't believe it. So I'm not going to say it because it, it just pisses me off if I'm telling you the truth and you don't believe it. Ooh, that's, yeah, man, it's. It's so many little ways that a person can piss you off when you're just trying to be 100 with them. The and I think, and I can tell that, you know, you know that that uh, guy in that in the, in, the, in the intro from Whiplash. I know that although if, if you watch the movie, you could tell his demeanor was somewhat cold, but at the same time, I know that he was just baffled at the fact that he was like, "Damn, like I tried to be honest with this woman." And what do I get? I basically called a dickhead and asshole, and I get walked off on. There's there, really, there, it's there really was, a lose there was no, there was no. You know what? Thank you for your honesty. You know, and and you're right. You're not going to have the time for for me that I'm going to desire. So yeah, we need to go our separate ways. Yeah, definitely. No, he's a, he's an asshole. Dickhead, but this is the direct yeah. the directness that you wanted. Mm-hmm. This was a guy who wasn't playing a game with you. More than likely, uh, something that I another thing that I've I've discovered is like. There's this thing with there. There's actions versus words, and um, like I said, I know he treated her pretty good, and in her mind, everything was going so good. So in her defense, I can definitely tell that, you know, if everything's going so good, and then you hit me with this, yeah, it's it's a bit of a shock, and I need let me let me get myself together. But at the same time, I feel like if you're really observing the person and you're really with the person, you kind of you kind of have you you gotta sense that type of stuff, you know. You know what I mean? Like, it's, a lot of stuff to a person that you've been with for a long time shouldn't come as a shock, unless right. you've just been in your own little world. So that's what or happens. Or be choose when, to ignore it. True. So that's what happens when a person is like just getting their way too too long, too much. Because if a lot of times when a person is getting their way for a long time, and you never take the chance to say, you know what, I'm doing this, and it's kind of out of character for me. So um. If you don't mind showing a little bit more appreciation, you know, it it probably will make me feel better. Because if not, I'll shut shit down and then it can get awkward. Because one of the reasons why I'm not really the biggest fans of a biggest fan of of long term commitments is because I think a lot of us they do get out. We we do get out of character. We compromise so much for these relationships these days. And um, and then the- when you push back and try to get into something that you do or something that you want to do that you haven't been doing mm-hmm. it causes a conflict yeah like, like where, where did this come from like well this is something i've been sacrificing and i don't want to sacrifice it anymore well now it's a conflict because you've been doing it this person's got a custom you doing it and now you want to go against the grain and now you got to explain yourself yeah and me as a, as a grown man um 
I just, at times, I feel like there are times for me to have to explain myself, and there are, and are times where I'm like, you know what? You know, it is what it is. <laughs> like, I... I understand that people have a different a different level of sensitivity than I do. Like, I'm more of a, um, it takes a lot to piss me off. And I'm pretty sure people listening to the show know that it takes a whole lot to piss me off. Um, but even with that being said, if you're dealing with somebody that is kind of distant, kind of cold, you have to kind of start understanding that their love language, and I won't even say love language, the way that they perceive the world is through that same kind of scope. Like shit doesn't bother them. So if they're not doing anything that would bo- wouldn't bother them, they're gonna kind of look at you the same. Like why does that bother you? It doesn't bother me. We we kind of get stuck in that head that yeah. head state sometimes. It's not a good thing to do. But and it's then true. you think, well, if I was in the in the reverse situation, it wouldn't bother me. And it's exactly. Like, of course, it wouldn't bother you because you have that same mind frame. Yeah. Where no matter what position you're in, your mind frame is gonna be the same. Definitely. And um, I. <sighs> People are just hard to deal with, man. <laughs> People are hard to deal with because there is no balance between the givers and the receivers. Rarely either, ever. either somebody's always giving mm-hmm. or somebody's always receiving. There, it's never 50-50. There's always it's a 60-40, that 80-20, mm-hmm. whatever percentage. Like it, it never balances out. And then the person that's either always giving is going to look and be like, well, damn it. Can you, can you look out for me this one time? Like, can you... Can you give me something this time, whether whether it be the attention or, or the benefit of the doubt or, or whatever, what have you? Like, can I get this this one time? Because I always give it to you. And the receiver's like, no, because this is what <laughs> our, our relationship is. Yeah. You give, I receive. That's how it goes. People want relationships to become stagnant. I swear they do. Like, I just don't understand. Like, I've, I think I've only met one woman that has the mind state of, from the beginning, I want things to be different all the time. Like, I, I never want it to get too stagnant. I like it to, like, get mixed up sometimes, or I never really know what to expect. But it's like, I, I just don't understand how people just get so comfortable with what, like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to expect this weekend. Like, I do that shit enough at work. Like, it's like, I know exactly what to expect at work five days a week. When I come home sometimes, I want a little bit of different shit. Sometimes when I come home, I made Netflix binge. Sometimes I might go straight to the gym. Sometimes I may take my son somewhere. So it's like, it for me, when I get off work, it's a little unpredictable. I yeah. don't want that lifestyle of come home, wife's cooking, come home, wife's Watch cooking, the news, come home, wife's cooking. I don't want that shit. Like, it's like, it's, to me, it's just boring. And with me being older now, and to the, like I tell people all the time, like, your 21-year-old self had less access than your 30-year-old self. So... My mind state, for personally to me, is when I was at 21, I was already, you know, like, basically in the fatherhood, working, trying to get my shit together, because, you know, I made a few mistakes back then, but, like, as I get older, a lot of those mistakes are being corrected by money, because I'm just paying shit off, and, <laughs> and I mean, I have freedom, and it's crazy to me how, like, people see that, and they're like, you know what, he's having a good time. Let me take that away from. Like, I've seen this post where it says you're, 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 you, if you thought your twenties was fun, your thirties are gonna be better because you have money. Exactly. Like it's your thirties like, are better because you, you have money. You can do what you did in your twenties, but you have the money to do it. Yeah. Just don't be a fucking retard. It's, uh, I mean, that's hard. That's hard because I, I do some dumb shit sometimes. I was gonna say I, I do retarded shit. You know, anyway. but and I look at myself like my little retarded ass. That's why I kind of look at this society now. I'm like, man, y'all chasing the wrong things just to keep up with the Joneses, man. Like, for what? 
Like, are you even happy? Are you even fucking happy? Like, I really be just wanting to know that sometimes. And, and the thing about, and the thing to me about the happiness is like, what do you have to go through to get to that happiness? And is that happiness really what you want? Or is it what you've seen and is it, and it, and it's what you want? Like, oh, I seen this person. They have this, this, and this, and this, and this. They're happy. Maybe that's what I need to be happy if I get this, this, and this, and this, and this. Okay. And just to reference the intro again and to reference the primary topic of the show, which is focus, I kind of look at it like if focusing on your dreams make you, makes you happy and you know it's going to make you happy, then why not? Because, I mean, that's... We, we can never sit here and, and look at, we, we, we all have that dream or we have that moment in life where we're like, man, what is the meaning of life? What is the purpose of life? If anything, in my opinion, almost everything we do goes almost towards a few things. And I know for sure, peace of mind and being happier are, 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 a, are a couple of them. Just saying. Yeah. And I'm like, why wouldn't somebody want to have a peace of mind or be happy? Bro, I think... Peace of mind is something that's so undervalued. Like, to me, peace of mind is the most valuable currency. There's 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 nothing that That's a good one. Like like when, without peace of mind, you get to the point where it's like you wake up mentally exhausted before Definitely. you've even started the day. Definitely. I agree and, with that. And then and then that mental exhaustion turns into physical exhaustion. Like you just feel the weight on your shoulders, your shoulders start hurting, your body aches because you've beaten yourself up mentally. Yeah. So that peace of mind, that calm, that it it's like it's like the first day of spring, bro. Peace of mind is the first day of spring. Straight up. That that it, has a lot to do with brand new. You know, it's 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 light, it's airy, you have very little cares in the world. And that peace know, of mind man. is I so undervalued. I be getting the sinuses and shit, and sinuses be acting up and shit. Well, okay, well, maybe they peace of mind isn't the first deal. <laughs> maybe that person with the fucked up sinuses, <laughs> peace of mind might be, you know, July twenty first in the middle of summer or something. Maybe. No, no, I feel you know. That's why. That's why that post is so important to me, where it says, um, uh, "Movement benefits the body, and stillness benefits the mind." You know, that's it, stillness. A stillness of mind is peace of mind, in my opinion. Like. You ain't got a lot of shit bothering you. Yeah. Got a lot of shit to do. I, people literally every day gamble with their peace of mind for dumb shit, for dumb temporary shit, and I don't understand it. Stressing <laughs> stressing over shit that's not in the here and now. <laughs> like, at all. It's like, focus on your dreams, get to that happy place, and more than likely, not being in a peace of mind is probably going to hurt you n- 10% of the time. Shit's going to happen. You let's can, be honest. And you can't solve the world's problems today. No. No. Like, I, I was at my job a couple weeks back, and the guy, we were playing phone tag, and I finally got a hold of him. And he was like, oh, well, well, what I need you for, I, I don't need you anymore. And I was like, all right, cool, that's fine. He's like, but if you want to, you know, you can come down to my office, we can have a cup of coffee, and we can see if we can solve the world's problems. And it, 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 it's, you know, it was not literally solve the world's problem but it's like you know let's let's take a let's take a beat like white people say let's take a beat and then wow. and step back and you know just chill let's just relax and mm-hmm. then just take in today and Man, not worry crazy. about what's going to happen tomorrow let's just enjoy today season three episode nine better call Saul. i'm telling you it's fantastic but wow you got very <laughs> specific with that but this particular episode that's like the breaking point of that's like the main that's the meaning of the episode it's like 
you've done all this shit. You got the world on your back. You're constantly trying to save everybody. Blink your eyes. Wake up in a ditch. Yeah. That's 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 what's gonna happen to you if you constantly try to you know solve the world's problems. Like it ain't that's it honestly it ain't that serious. It's and, not. Trying to solve the world world's problems in twenty four hours is gonna shorten your life, man. I mean, I mean, there are decisions that you can make today that are gonna affect you for the rest of your rest life. Of your life, yeah. You can you can kill someone. Yeah. You can have unprotected sex. Yeah. You can gamble your life savings away. Like Definitely. there are things that you can do that's gonna affect you for the rest of the life. Mm-hmm. But these minuscule day to day activities and decisions. Just take just just take a beat. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's nothing wrong with that. And, and relax. It's nothing wrong with that yeah, at all. Golly. I but think- as a society, or maybe it's just as a generation, where we're feeling they'll say they'll say, well, millennials are, are waiting to have kids. Millennials are waiting to move out of, out of out of the house with their parents. They're waiting to do this, and it's kind of like, wait, well, since I see that Wells done this, do I need to do this? Is he getting ahead of me by some some count? Am I not doing enough? And so then I'm panicking, trying to keep up with Will. For what? I see millennials doing that more. For like what? I think millennials wait, but then it seems like millennials are a lot of they're in competition with each other a lot too. Like once again, I really don't know what a millennial is, but if I was to say what I see with this current society between the ages of like 22 and 32, I would say that there's a lot of people out there that are chasing an imaginary spotlight like everybody one thing i really that really disgusted me about houston texas specifically i can't really speak on any other places but these motherfuckers that walk around here like they're local celebrities like i despise them because they they have an approach to life that makes me think that you're putting on a front like you're just on top of the world but then you're probably one of those motherfuckers that go home and you, you're sleeping on the floor. Right. Or you're knocking on the side window to slide into your baby mama house because you don't have nowhere to stay. It just it just kills me. It's like, and that's why I feel like today's, today's, I don't even know what to say. Like, they're, you're young adults. It, it, it's all flash. It, it's, it's all flash in competition with people that don't give a fuck about what you're doing because I don't care about what none of these people are doing, but it bothers me because it's like, What's the what's the motivation? And then I think to I think a little bit. I'm like, you're trying to trying to stun on somebody. You're trying to prove to somebody that you're better better off than you really are. And it and it's crazy because to a certain extent, men will get dressed up for other men. Yeah, you might want to get dressed up because you think that you're going to be more attractive to women, but you also trying to stun on every other guy that's in there too. Of course, you're you're, you're there to be like, oh well, he don't have this Hermes belt buckle. He ain't got these limited Jordans that I got on, you know, so obviously he I look or I feel like I look better than any other guy in here. So, yeah, you did get dressed up for the guys, but then also you're dressed up for the women because you want them to be attracted to you to see, oh, he has money because he has this Hermes belt buckle and he has these limited edition J's. But he had his mama house mm-hmm. saying that she lived with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the pro- like our priorities are all fucked up. Man. And and I I used to think it was just a black community, but it, it's it's more than just a black community. I know some Hispanics that do it. I know some whites that do it. Like I, I got a, I got a homeboy that he literally I know for a fact that he lives paycheck to paycheck, and he he runs up his credit card as much as he can because it's important to him to be able to 
to go on dates. It's important for him to be able to, you know, go to brunch, go to happy hour. Like, I don't understand why any of that shit. Like, when I see somebody at a different happy hour, a different brunch all the time, like, it just sickens me that people are just so cool with being consumers like that. And it ain't just black people. It's 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 this current generation, this current society that just loves consuming, consuming, consuming. And I, when, when I see that, it just it, it, it tells me right there, like, first of all, y'all spending money like y'all are six-figure niggas. And, and it's crazy because I don't even see the six-figure cats out there like that. So something's, something's not right. Something ain't adding up. You know, and and then I and then I back though two weeks later that same person posted a meme about you know you don't don't ask me shit this month like I ain't got it it's like but you had it like like what's going what, on what, what happened what did you do last month that you don't have it this month because <laughs> everything that you do in July you should be able to do in August and everything you do in August you should be able to do in September just saying I mean every I'm, now and I then mean, I mean sometimes sometimes you grind hard all winter so you can ball all spring. You, you you do that so like I'm I'm stacking I'm stacking the winter time because I'm gonna be out and I mean if you plan accordingly you know oh I'm gonna be out when the, when the weather change you know and the sun dresses out the guns is out you know I'm out I saved this money you know I got this cash and 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 deck that I've been stacking to, so I can so this extra so I can hit these brunches and I can hit these day parties all yeah. summer because I know that's what's popping you know sometimes you plan accordingly for that I want to but you should I put yourself in a, and me personally that. I don't think you should put yourself in a bind for that nah. I see people talking about putting themselves in a bind to travel. And I think that's cool if this was 1976. I just don't see it as realistic when you're telling people to just 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 jump up and go travel. Like, yes, there are some people that can just jump up and go travel. Like, I remember um, one of the one of the uh, guest hosts that you had on here, you were telling her, you know, you make memories. You know, you, you were saying something, you collect memories or something like that. It was one of those... Nice quotes that you had. I think you stole it from somebody. Yeah, I definitely stole that quote. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, the, you a, ready a to say it. Uh, that that person is definitely a collector of moments, not things. That's that's great. It's better to be a collector of moments and not things. And I think that you still have to know if it's your budget. You just can't be out there full retard. Talk about I'm finna go to Cabo, and knowing when you, <laughs> you say get full back, retard. When you get back, you ain't you behind on your rent. Like that ain't cool. Like. That ain't that's not responsible. And like I said on the last episode, ain't nothing wrong with being responsible. Like nothing I feel man. pretty fucking good when I pay all my fucking bills and I still got money and I'm just sitting there chilling. Like you know what? I'm gonna relax because I don't gotta blow this money. <laughs> I'm gonna sit on this money. Like how about I just sit on this money? Shit burns a hole in these motherfuckers' pockets, man. <sighs> I don't know what what the sense of surplus bothers people. It's too much money sitting around. Oh, I got an extra ninety. Oh, I need to blow that. Bro, too much money ain't enough money. <sighs> and they trying to live like celebrities So They got a ways to go brother To live like somebody That can make $10,000 Just by showing up to a club You got a ways to go A ways to go man But I think I think we pretty much um, Tackled that topic As far as focus goes It's funny man In the last um, Couple of um, Weeks For some reason when Whenever I talk about Relationships Somebody in it talk about getting married and all kind of stuff like that. Somebody always asks me the question, can you have multiple wives? <laughs> Sister what? wives. Why in the fuck would I want multiple headaches? 
I'm just just trying. All right, all right. Let, 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 let's let's pros and con this. Let's pro and con this. Pro, okay. We will go pros and cons first. Let, let's start with the pros because everybody like the pros. Okay. You have you have that outlet when the other one piss you off. Okay. That's, that, that, that's a pro to me. Okay. Because because like hey you. You're only supposed to be talking about your relationship problems with that with your significant other. If you got two, I guess you still can talk about your relationship problems. Uh, okay, uh, okay, okay. And if all three of y'all working, <laughs> that's busting down bills three ways. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I, I mean, you know, but I mean, if you're combining money, you have more money. Either way, you have more money if you're combining money. But you know that doubles up on the con side. Um, what else? I mean, you're not going to get any pros from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I just, I mean, I feel you on your pros, but I just kind of feel like that's a situation that is a, depending on where you are, let's just say like, like pedophilia that is going to be accepted in America one day. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's just say that uh, polygamy is accepted out here one day and you're dealing with the mind state of women and men, the women and men that you see today. And you talk about on some Lou Williams type shit. Like, you got multiple chicks. You got two girlfriends, three girlfriends. You really think that the mind state of a woman that you see on Instagram, Snapchat, any of that shit, is going to be somebody that you could actually say, hey, I'm being shared by these three? <laughs> Fuck no. I don't see it, dude. Bro, on my salary, I can barely share myself. <laughs> myself. Lou Will saying. make seven figures. And it's still, and he still probably got a headaches, headaches on his hand. Oh, it's always problematic. That's so. What's the point of multiplying the problems? <laughs> That's all you're doing. You're, you're you're multiplying instead of subtracting, dude. If it, it, listen, if you uh, as a male, I believe me personally as a male, if you got money like that, you tripping if you got multiple wives. You tripping hard. You tripping if you got one, in my opinion. But hey, <laughs> but hey. Do what you want to do. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that wholeheartedly. But I'm just saying, LeBron, no kids, no wife, being who he is, uh, pretty sure life would be pretty crazy. Now, I'm not saying he's not happy. Wait, no, 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 no. I, w- I wasn't going to go there. But like like you said, to have no wife and have no kids and to be who you are, why do you need to? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just be who you are. <laughs> like you got You're gonna it get made. what you want. You got it made. Drake, Aubrey Graham, you tripping out here. And I didn't even know Drake had that, as many tattoos as he had. I didn't know he had all those random tattoos. I knew he had random tattoos, but I didn't know he had so many random tattoos. I didn't either. I seen him playing pickup against Quavo, and I was like, damn, he's got like a, a bunch of random tattoos. Is it something that was recent? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Just okay. a bunch of random tattoos. I think Drake was on top of the world. And I ain't saying having little Khalil, whatever that kid's name is, is a bad thing. Oh, no. But just, I mean, just think of the problematic situation that it caused. Didn't ruin his career like it should have. But it's just, it's just another, it's just now he has somebody. Because he's not, when you, you got to understand something. In America, when you bear a child with a woman, it it ain't just about that child no more. It's about that child and that woman now. Because in a person in Drake's situation, he gonna get dragged if he doesn't take care of them, no matter what yeah, anybody she can't, says. She can't do any softcore porn or whatever again in her life. She, I thought she was already. I don't think so. Was it softcore? Yeah, it was softcore. I looked. Oh wow! It's, it was softcore. Getting your Kanye on her. Huh? Still, <laughs> still watching Pornhub. Huh? I looked. 
But not, but not like she. It, it, she was just like she. She, she wasn't fucking. Oh, okay, okay. So, so she, she was just like fucking. these fitness models, just showing ass. Similarly, yeah, yeah, yeah basically, sophomore. pretty much. Okay. So, but she can't do that anymore because it reflects bad on him. But Kim does it. But Kim did that before, yay. It ain't that she's doing it, but I'm, you're talking about the kids, though, right? You're talking about representation. Oh, I, no, I was talking about him. I was talking about him and his image. He can't, so she can't do it for his image. Yeah, for his image, because she, because Drake and Kanye are on two different levels. Yeah, I understand. Drake is more heartthrob and has a stronger female base. Okay, so what what can what can't she do anymore? Because she can do anything that she fucking wants. She can still live her same life. The half naked, the half naked baby mama. Yeah, Kim don't Kim does it. Kim is Kim is her own celebrity though. Damn, Kim is her own celebrity. Huh? Kim like, might be worth more than Kanye. I believe she is. She's her own celebrity. Drake's baby mama. Maybe I don't, worth even, I don't even know her name. I I don't either. Worth what? Maybe worth two fifty because of Drake. She wasn't worth two fifty before Drake. Who the fuck is she? I'm I'm being generous because I don't know what 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 they what they pay in that industry. Yeah. So I'm being generous. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a that's an interesting topic. I might I want to do a little bit. I mean I mean to one. me it's it's all income based. When you seven figure Lou Will, and you choose to have two girlfriends, you can do that. Yeah. When you five figure Jay, you better take care of the one that you got. <laughs> you barely got her. <laughs> Once again, I see no pros in having multiple wives, and I think it's funny that people ask me that. I think people think that maybe he feels like one wife wouldn't be enough, or it wouldn't be. I'm like, what? I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know how people do their math. I, that's I don't, not how I don't I do know my either. Math. Unless unless you cloning the perfect woman, <laughs> unless you cloning unicorns out here. Weird science, bro. I'm telling you, when I t- when I sent you that text message, though, I'm telling you. I understand the movie Weird Science more than ever. Now. It just clicked. Oh. It just makes so much sense now. I mean, they can. I'm pretty sure it's 2018, and everybody hates men now, so they, really they can probably they really do a, do a remake of Weird Science. And they'll probably just make a, a remake where they make the perfect man, and it's these two little perv girls that make the perfect man, I guess. And he's probably gonna be gay, but <laughs> who knows? I, I mean, in Weird Science, it was perfect until a point where it became problematic. That's true. That is true. Like when she pulled the gun on his parents and shit to get him to come to the party, even though it was a water pistol, she became problematic. She did become problematic, man. Just you multiply that, got more problems. I love women, but I can't handle them. So therefore, I just handle. So therefore, just straight up, I I can't I can't handle them on a consistent basis. Let me just bag up and let you good guys do it. I like I said, I respect every guy in the group chat that I'm in. I respect y'all. I, have, I admire y'all. Really? Oh yeah, you're, you're the only single guy in the group chat. Yeah. Uh, it never it never dawns on me that is. Yeah, that's why they, that's why they make certain comments, and I just be sitting there like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know these problems. Y'all both fucked up, and I am. <laughs> but no, but seriously, like, I respect that because I feel like relationships are like college; they're not for everybody. Mm, okay. You know, very good analogy there. Just saying, you know, but. I I I say it, man. I I really do think that it is a um, a stand up thing to do in today's world because there are a lot of distractions out there, and 
You either feed those distractions or you ignore them. And they're and they're at your fingertips. Oh man, at your fingertips like a motherfucker, man. But um, I I had a conversation with a guy, and he was telling me that he is a terrible closer. Yeah. And I didn't really understand what he meant by that until I actually sat there and I'm like, you know what? I had to do the psychology on the guy. Yeah. <laughs> you understand the guy and you realize that. He has a real good background with giving women information that they need. So, like, he's a good counselor to women. Uh-huh. So, therefore, when he finds a woman a woman that he's interested in and he's shooting his shot, a lot of times the conversation may go from, you know, hey, I'm showing my interest, and then y'all start having a real conversation, and then you start counseling, and then they start kind of looking at you like, man, like, this guy's real knowledgeable, and... So they he start, reverts. Yeah, and they start not looking at you like a sexual partner. They start looking at you like a, a helper or a counselor, and they don't want to lose you in that. It's almost like you have that occupation now. Yeah. So I feel like women do that. Women have a tendency to make sure they have a slew. They have not a slew of guys, but they have a couple guys, and they all occupy a certain space in their lives. That one guy gonna beat it up. that's that's an important role (laughs) that one guy is that counselor that one guy is just that you know like that he's probably a mixture of both sometimes probably beating it up counseling and just he just you know he's an all around good guy but they not just committing he's just not the one that they want exactly and then they got a boyfriend that probably ain't shit but you know he does boyfriend stuff sometimes and it's it's a good he's good good for appearances exactly you know and um so, when they, yeah, I mean, as far as closing goes, it, it was funny to hear the term closing because with men, we do got to close. Yeah. This is like we trying to make this hard sell to get that ass. And it comes about you can't say no dumb shit because you, you can say one dumb thing and that girl will never text you again. You can say one dumb thing and she'll never speak to you again. Or you could just be horrible at closing to the point where it's just like, all right, you know, I don't know if you have interest in me or not, but you're wasting my time and I got to go. That, that too. That too. Um, and then, and then it's, it's always good. How, how did you not know I liked you? It's like, oh, well, motherfucker, God. you just sat there, <laughs> you know, half-ass flirting, but didn't take a step further to ask for my number, ask me to come over or, or ask to take me out or, or anything to that next level. So I, I was going to say that that's my, that's my advice. To my to my homeboy, if he is listening, is to once you get the conversation going to where you feel like I'm I'm very um I'm not an anal person, but one thing that I am, I pay attention to particularly is how fast a person takes me back, and I feel like how fast a person takes you back shows a certain level of interest. Mm-hmm. So if that person, you know, from the most of the time when you first start texting a woman they tend to kind of like drag a little bit because they're like, uh, let me, you know, fill out his conversation, see where it's going. And as they, as you, the conversation going, like, oh, you know, he's funny, you know, he's smart dude. See, once it gets to that point and you feel that those, those text messages are, those text messages are probably getting down to 30 second wait time. Now, once you get down to that 30 second wait time, it's time to make that move. You're in the door. Yeah. You need to say, you need to say, Hey, when's this happening? You want to do this? You know, or you need to, you basically to lie and just be like, you know, I ain't really too into texting like that. So a face-to-face meetup, you know, kick it or whatever, it, it, it come to that. 
You gotta, you gotta. Eventually, you gotta shake that fear and get you an answer. In in my opinion, eventually you you gotta quote unquote shoot that shot. Yeah. And if they tell you no, they could for you know depending on how they give it to you. But when they however they present it to you, you will know. No, not right now. I got other plans or. Nah, I'm really not into that. Or it's just kind of like, ah, no, nah, that's not something that I want to do with you. You got to be able to to take whatever answer they give you and apply it to your overall goal. So if depending on what answer she gives you, you know where you stand. No, you might just be in the friend zone, or you or you might have or might have been like, damn, I've been waiting for you to to ask me to come over or something like that. But you got to find out. You got to find out. She's not she's not gonna eventually say, well, um, how about you come over. It's that very rare that that happens. It's very rare. Very rare. If that because, happens, then she because traditional it roles from the beginning, women don't do that. Traditionally, women don't do that. True. That's funny to me. I was talking about how one time, like, like when I when we were talking to uh, shout out to Crystal Clear, but um, when we were talking about like being burned by black women specifically, um, and I was like, you know, I never really go out and like approach women like that. I never been that type of dude. I always, and if it ever happened. It was almost like inevitable. It was like, duh, you know, like we're we're in a bar or in a club or something. Like you know, eye contact. You know, you know body language. So, if anything, you're more. I was always more approaching the comfort, the comfortable situation. But me just being that dude, like you know, a Fabio type nigga that's just walking up on females, like hey, whole group of girls. Like who does that? I'm guessing that's a thing. And um. Just, I learned that lesson the hard way. And what happened? I forget. I, I I remember I was young, and it was like maybe the second or third time I had been to to the club, and we had like, in my mind, made eye contact. We had a small conversation when we was at the bar. You know, it was getting closing time, and mm-hmm. so you know, I this was the first time I had approached her and her group of girls. It was like, shit, fuck it, I'm gonna shoot this shot, you know, or or forever reap my reap, reap the whatever. So I go over there and you know I was like I was like hey you know met you at the bar whatever I was like you know said can I you know get your get your number or something like that oh um I, I don't have a phone drink in one hand phone in the other <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at and like you you know her, her homegirls they 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 did the little head turn with the he 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 and Damn. I'm like all right then you know that's cool no worries and like I left because I'm like. What the fuck just happened? What you mean you don't have a phone? You gotta, and that's, but that's, I do that shit in the mall. Like when, when I'm in the mall and they in the middle, they try to sell some shit and I walk by, hey, sir, you want to try this? I say, I don't speak English. <laughs> and I say it in English and keep walking. So by the time they mind processes it, I'm gone. So she, she, she had hit me with, the, oh, I don't have a phone, but has a phone in her hand. It's like, you could have just said no. Honestly, just, honestly. No, 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 thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm good. Dang, that hurt me right there. And I wouldn't. That wouldn't even be. You know, I, cats get cur- I get curved. You know, you shoot a shot at somebody, they're like, you know, hey, I'm not interested. Yeah, but or they can just ignore it, talk yeah, around it. Yeah, you know, but like just like to like walk up on a a, a a woman and like she's with her friends. Like I just, I just couldn't relate to that situation. But I think that situation in itself is like it's almost like you're asking for it because a lot of times, a lot of times. That woman is interested in you. And oh, all if, it if, takes is one of them not herself, to be interested. You probably would have got. I probably would have exactly. had a better chance. Exactly. Yeah, if it was by herself, would have had a better chance. Exactly. It, it, it's that's that's. I guess that's what she meant by audience because it was like, like she said. I mean, 
people tend to well when you're in that group setting you 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 did you tend to uh think as a collective yep. so therefore if, if 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 the whole group ain't feeling you you ain't got a chance and i think that's like becoming the norm these days but i'm not really mad at that because it's like you know you don't ever want anybody to feel left out i mean and obviously you probably walked up to a group of girls and they all were single now if she was the only single one they probably like, oh girl go get that. that oh they probably would coach her own exactly. But, in but that if they situation, all had been striking out that night, everybody got to go home empty-handed. It ain't too many people out there. I'm saying people that are cool with only one going home for the night, having that you know fun or whatever, or knowing that that one got the attention. It, it ain't happening, man. It ain't working like that. So um, hey, have you ever noticed? Cause we we always talk about this topic about uh, physical like universal attractive, like universal attraction. Yeah. And um, I was reading the other day, and um, I stumbled on the word. The word is um neoteny, and uh, okay. the term neoteny is basically um, it's more it's more related to animals, but we are animals. It's it's related to animals in the sense of um, there are certain animals. I, I want to say in the in the marine life world or maybe even amphibians that no matter how old they get, they, they, they keep their juvenile characteristics. Um, and then physical or mental physical. Hmm. Um, and then, and then the, uh, the read goes on and it basically describes how, um, men have a tendency to, um, go after women with neotenic features. Meaning women that, as they get older, they hold on to those features, those juvenile features. And when you think about it, some of your more famous women that are heralded, heralded as beautiful or pretty or sexy or whatever, if you see them, if you think about it, it ain't too many dudes that's flocking over um, Betty White <laughs> compared to flocking over um, J-Lo. Yeah, and I'm saying J Lo because J Lo's old, but if you look at her, she still has those features of a 21, 22 year old. She still looks made in Manhattan. Just saying. So I find it funny that you know, although it's hard for, uh, it was a topic I saw somewhere where they were basically saying, um, she doesn't look Selena though. You say what? I said she doesn't look Selena though. Oh no, no, no! You you can tell she's gotten older, yeah. I and mean, that's just a rough example. I think a real good example of that, like I was telling you the other day, is Ruby Rose. No matter if she's a lesbian or not. If you look at Ruby Rose, it is very hard to tell how old she is. Yeah. And women love her. Like, gay women love her for sure. And uh, I think she's pretty, but at the same time, it's weird saying that because when I look at her, it's easy to look at her and be like, damn, is that a boy? But That's what that's what I, that's what the feeling know, that I got. But if you look at her, you do see the feminine features. She does She does have the full lips, and she does have the features that make you say, I mean, hey, she... <laughs> She made her like a cute boy, but she's still she's she's still attractive. She you know she's a woman and she's attractive. And um it's just crazy though because to me it's like and I'm I'm using this to basically segue into a a fitness type of conversation and to basically say that um especially for to me if you're not black, but especially if you are black. It's very important for you to understand the benefits of being a healthy woman, especially because I think the healthier women maintain those features just due to what they're putting inside their bodies. And just due to the fact that they're living the type of lifestyles that help them maintain that stress-free, um, wrinkle-free, um, anti-crow's feet type of lifestyle. Yeah. Because that's what it all boils down to. 
you know, a man at the age of 50 is still looking at 19 year old women. It's, and, and obviously the, the women of, you know, of younger ages right now don't really comprehend it. They don't understand that. They're like, oh, he's a pedophile. But I'm going to just be honest with y'all. Y'all let that college gender situation slide. I didn't know that she was just turning 21. I, yeah. And people treat and perceive them like her, like she's almost 30 years old. And it's funny because although you look at her and you 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 see somebody that carries themselves like a, a 28, 29-year-old woman, but if you actually look at her, she looks like a baby. She looks like a child. She's been in the spotlight for the past, what, 10, 12 years? And she looks exactly the same. She just has the body of an adult. See, that's what men like. So to me, when I'm thinking about a universal attraction, I think that women that have a youthful look, as far as you know, as far as looks go, if you have a youthful look and you're not sloppy or you know you don't have those killer curves that are exploding, <laughs> men are looking at you. Men are interested. Men are putting you up there. But when you start looking old and washed up, you're you know you tend to kind of get thrown to the wayside. And um, I think you know, and I'm not saying this for women to feel like. I'm saying this because I understand why plastic surgery is a thing amongst women. And I can't put all the blame. I could put a lot of the blame on women, but I could put a lot of the blame on men too because I still feel like it's something we do naturally. We're wanting that that woman that has those youthful looks. We don't want that wrinkly woman. We want that, you know, pouty lip woman. We want those things naturally because as men, got to be honest, we know what we know what looks good. We know what we want. If it comes down to does Beyonce look good? A good example. Mm-hmm. Beyonce doesn't look old. No. At all. I mean, shit, Beyonce and Solange like they're the same age. You know? Bro, have you seen Jada Pinkett Mama? Yeah. But Jay, I can say one thing about Jada Pinkett Mama is I could look at her until she's older, but the fact that when I look at her body, she she maintains that 30-year-old, 25-year-old in-shape body, it's attractive. And she, what, 65? If not older. Exactly. So it's just, it's so... the when you really think about the essence of fitness and staying in shape, it's really to maintain that youthful look. Yeah. And men love that, but it's funny how it's the opposite for women. Women like that older looking man, just that, like the guy that's not so scrawny. He's got a little weight on him. Yeah. Not definitely not, not these six pack abs. He it, might have that's little, not necessary. They want, they, on like, they like the salt and pepper beard or whatever. Like they like that older masculine look. That's, you know, and that's why I was like, when I thought about you, when you were telling me people said that they felt you look better with weight on you, I was like, yeah, because I mean, you look older, you look more mature and women tend to like older men because of the, um, of the aura it gives off, the vibe it gives off. I think my, I really didn't do too much research on that because I was still shocked at the fact that if you really break it down, men are pedophiles. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, it's still, I like them looking young, but not age wise. I'm just saying, like it's weird when you think about it. But on the other, on the other, on the flip side, I mean, women like their guys like to to have that look. Like they don't necessarily want a 70 year old looking dude, but they want that guy to be like. Um, they want that James Bond looking type of guy. Like they want that, you know, that, like you say, that edge, like that little edge to them. And it makes sense. I guess from a protection, protection. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. You put on primarily for protection wise, you know, you feel more secure with a a beefier guy. 
Exactly. And, and whether whether it's muscle or or just overall mass. Overall mass. And the older you get, the the man is gonna get more mass to him unless he's just genetically just predisposed to being a skinny ass nigga like Wiz. That nigga skinny man. Well, he and was. He did skinny. put some mass on. He but put he some was mass still... on him, and it's still he's still lean as shit. Yeah. But you can see the definition in Wiz and. Kudos to Wiz for getting on that journey, man. And putting yeah, the marijuana. Yeah, I mean, he still got the marijuana in his hand. Oh yeah, it's the protein weed. Yeah, yeah, protein in you. one hand, weed in the other. Bruh, it gets you going, man. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and people think this shit crazy, but like, you could drink alcohol and still have a successful weight loss journey. It's the excess in alcohol that you drink that makes it a struggle. That's why I preach against beer. I don't see how people just drink excessive amounts of beer and they think they're gonna lose weight. Like beer is fattening in itself. So if you're gonna drink something, drink something zero calorie. I see, yeah. I seen this post the other day. It's like it says carbs don't make you fat, calories make you fat. Yeah, that's the. I, t- I told J Mark this the other day. I said J Mark, it is as simple as this. If you're trying to lose weight, you need to burn more calories than you intake. It is that simple. simple There's no tricks to it. That's why people feel like hey, I'm gonna get up early in the morning. And I'm gonna burn these calories early. That's why. I, it, that's why. That's how it puts me in the deficit. That way, if I go throughout the day and I eat right, I'm not eating an excessive amount of calories, and it's not gonna destroy me in the end. Cause there's a lot of people out there that they'll consume 1,500 calories in a day, go to the gym 45 minutes to an hour, and only burn 300. Bruh. It's not. It's almost pointless. Bruh. Your your metabolism is is increasing, but it's gonna be a long time before you get to the point where you're. At, at a resting heart rate, you're burning a thousand calories. That shit probably ain't never gonna happen because the more you work out, the more you increase your resting calorie uh, burning rate. And a lot of people just they just they make it more complex than it is. Just do more physical activity than you fucking sit on your ass and eat. Yeah, it's that simple. Simple as that. But hey, man, it's been nice. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I didn't mean to hog the show, but uh, I had a lot of stuff on my mind. I actually have more, but I like when we get to the hour and we start kind of churning down. Don't put this thing to bed. Man, what you got? You ain't got nothing, man? No. You came here unprepared, didn't you? Bro, I, I started the show off. Oh, you did. You did. You did a pretty good job, man. Airball J. You going, you going, you going to the gym this weekend? Uh, I need to. I'll probably go in the morning. Go who? Cause I, yeah, because I'm, I'm going to eat bad at the bar- birthday party tomorrow. Why? Cause you're supposed to eat bad at the birthday. You're not supposed party. to eat bad at the birthday party, are you? Shit. What, what is gonna be? What you think gonna be there? Um, huh? What you think gonna be there? Bro, the HEB birthday cake might be one of the best birthday cakes. No, it is the best on the face of this planet. It is the best. And there's gonna be the HEB birthday. They decorate them holes very, very well too. And for anybody that's listening that doesn't live in Texas and hasn't experienced the HEB birthday I feel cake, sorry for you. I feel the utmost. Sympathy for you, man. HEB birthday cakes are off the fucking chain. Shh, off the. Do fucking you hear chain. me? <laughs> so I got to get ahead of those calories in the morning. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. If you run a couple of games of basketball and you know still lift some weights, that's my words of advice for the day. Okay. Hold on. Let me put the piano in. All right, go. If you're going to the gym and you do everything. But lift weights, in my opinion, you have wasted your time. Mm. And I really shouts out to the cardio bunnies. Yeah, you know, I I I, I respect y'all <laughs> for going in there and doing some sort of physical activity. But I'm sorry if you're not trying to lift some type of weights, 
you are wasting your time. And and I'm a, I'm gonna let you go again with your words of advice, but I got one more too. Okay, I, it's something I have to get off my chest. My words of advice are: remember your ABCs. And when I say A, B, C's, I mean always be closing. What? Always be closing. That's for your mans. The one that that says he's a horrible closer. Always be closing. That makes sense. Hmm, I like that. I also tell people that when they're when they're freestyling speeches, because I'm one of the all time great freestyle speech writers. As long as you're always closing, you'll never get caught up not knowing where you are because you can close at any minute. It's that check, it's that self check. Like yeah, you gotta keep coming back and check. Yeah. Um, I think the last thing I, I wanted to say was um, we we gotta we gotta um know what um when it's good to give people space. I think I think this current society has a, a issue with obsessing over shit, especially people, and I think that's that's real toxic. I don't think there are any benefits to obsessing over a person. And uh, my advice to people out there that are currently, you know, trying to get to the next level with somebody or just, you know, in relationships, period. Like, make sure you're not obsessing because to obsess is pretty sick. And I, and I see it quite often these days. And it's kind of like, uh, I don't think anybody wants to be obsessed over. Not even celebrities. Yeah. Some people might want to be catered to. And I'm not even one of those people that like to be catered to because I, I, I just don't feel like I'm above anybody that that I to the point where I need to be catered mm-hmm. but definitely obsessed over yeah them whack ass local celebrities we got out here they want to be obsessed over but nobody really gives a fuck but I guess they seek that validation and asking questions on Instagram that was one of the dumbest things I've seen when I came back I'm like I understand people do it you know it's a few questions here and there, but then you got a slew of fucking questions that are dumb as shit. I'm like, y'all childish. Slide this chick DMs and ask her some fucking questions like a fucking man. <laughs> they can see it's you, by the way. <laughs> exactly. But then other people are just doing it for the ego boost. They, what was What was your first impression of me? Oh, God. That's, when, when, what is your first thought of me when you when you hear my name? <sighs> the fuck? That's my first thought. The fuck? <laughs> We gotta get we gotta we gotta hit that topic another time, man. Cause I definitely want to hit the topic about um abusive love in general. Mm. You know, but uh yeah. It's more another time. Yeah, we, we got we, plenty we, more episodes left. Uh like the country people say, we're gonna cut the tail off that and call it short. Oh god. You fucking country as hell, bro. <laughs> and with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?